All right, everybody. What's going on with everyone out there? This is Anthony of the Off Center Archers. Welcome to episode number 115. And yes, 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 I know. It's been like two months since we did the last one and we said we were going to do more, but life happens, shit happens. You know, your spine gets compressed. It kind of fucking sucks, but whatever. And scheduling sucks. And scheduling sucks, yes. <laughs> it doesn't help with doctors and chiropractors and snap and pop and stretch and fucking, you know. Not being able to hold up a gallon of milk without your right leg wanting to give out on you. But and kids not going to bed when they need to. Yeah, it never happens. <laughs> Hence why I'm in my boiling-ass hot garage right now. So if you do hear a bit of echo today, that is my fault. Um, or a Harley driving by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, yeah, in this neighborhood, yeah, it probably would be a Harley or some like F-250 or some big diesel shit since I live in bumpkin land. So anyway, <laughs> me and Dougie here, as you, you can tell, you could hear his, uh, his voice there. Interrupting while I'm trying to do the damn intro. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so, that's what I do. That's right. Um, we're just going to bullshit about all the archery shit that's been going on as of lately. What's been going on on his end down in Florida. What's been going on up here. Any sort of changes we've made to stuff. Um, yeah, I, I did that today. Yeah, yeah, you had a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff get swapped around. So, but yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're going to start this off here. With what has been going on lately, um, yeah, Doug, you could start. You're the guest on oh, the show. Shit, go on. Uh, what we talked about the last time? Uh, after I was up there for your two shoots, I was excited because I had my second qualifier coming up for the year. This is the one you were actually allowed to shoot, though. <laughs> yeah, this one I shot. I said, "Fuck this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll help. I'll get I get there early as I always do. I'm usually there at fucking dusk before anyone gets there, so that's good two two and a half hours before I see a body. Right. So I get everything kind of like set, you know, make sure the water's out there, the ice, you know, you know, get that in, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm I'm set for a couple of for about an hour or so to just start practice, get my practice rounds in because as soon as bodies start rolling in, I'm gonna have to start showing people where to park. So it's like, so because we have Donna, Joe, Don, and um, a couple of our other volunteers doing all the signups and, you know, registration and shit like that. Um, and getting all that good to go so that way we're, we're rocking and rolling and obviously I'm getting them parked. Um, but this time I got the shoot. So it was like, as soon as I hit that range, I ain't doing shit. Don't ask me a question. Don't tell me, you know, how the, how the range was, you know, bitch about certain things, which still fucking happened. Of course. So that's everywhere. Oh yeah. But all the compound, you know, freestyle, even our ESA president loved a course, raved about it, loved the target placement, everything, everything like that, except for when it came to our trad archers. Because a lot of the older ones didn't have never shot an uh, ASA qualifier, right. so they don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. So this is where you know my big problem had, had came to a head. Um, what's the max distance for trad? Thirty. Well, according to our state, our state ASA guidelines, tra- where trad falls in, their max shot range is thirty yards. Well, that's also the the national guideline. So you guys literally yeah. follow, like, pretty much copy and paste at the federal or national, yeah. federal, whatever. The, the, the oh, yeah. big dog ASA, you guys literally copied and pasted their rules and said, we're going to follow this. Exactly. 
So, you know, but, you know, these old timers, they're still rocking the old pretty much the, let me take this limb off, throw a string on it. And that's what I'm good to go with, along with any twigs that they find to use for arrows. Right. And obviously we know, both me and you know, something like that, you're not competing very well with that, especially at 30 yards. I don't know, man. You know, but, but there's certain archers that we also both know that can do it. <laughs> With, with you know yeah so yeah yeah one in particular but, who i shot you know with. we're talking about you know unfortunately you know i i understand where they're coming from it's like it's a game dude it's a game you know um 30 it's what it is right you know if you want to shoot your primitive stuff great i have no problem with it obviously you're in a competition setting where it's more it's for money right it's for stature yeah, it's got placement involved, yeah. actual full, It's got you placement. Know. If you really have a problem with the way the rules are set up, go complain to ASA, not me. Right. I'm following their rules. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I had one archer, you know, he was a great help at the club. You know, always shows up, that, you know, does whatever he needs to do for us, mows, lawn, mows the lawns, grass, whatever. But he had a hell of a time. Um, He basically, you know, in the first 15 targets, he missed seven times, broke an arrow, and barely hit the target any at all. Wow. Okay. So basically, he, when he got to his 15 target, he's like, fuck you, bye. I'm out. Right, right. It hasn't been back, and it really hasn't been back at the club since, I've, since that day, because he was just all pissed off and um, talking. And you know, he's gone around, and recently I found out that he was going around talking shit. I'm like, dude, come on. We've talked to you about this. This is like, we had to follow rules. I understand you have a problem. You didn't do very well. What do you want? What do you want? Right, right. right. Club yeah. shoots, yeah. he's there to set up. I tell him, the kid in the trad state, go have fun. Put those where you want them. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's practice. It's not, you know, high stakes at that point. Oh, yeah, I agree. But uh, just... I don't know. <laughs> well, that's, you, you see that a lot now is people, I don't think they even check to see what the actual rules are. And that's something that when today, when I was shooting with uh, Arthur and Russell, we were talking about, you know, like a lot of the rules and the placement and the stuff mm -hmm. like that. And like, even when we shoot as friends, we follow every single rule. Like there was, yeah. I think two of the six 12s that I shot today, they were on the line. I'm not calling my own arrow. Oh, I won't call my own either. Either, but like, oh, no, that no, looks like, like one. But I center punched like every I'll other one. Point. Like uh, the other yeah. four were like it's obviously in there, and then you know mm -hmm. there was two of them that were close, and then the one because I like to shoot lower twelves majority of the time. It was literally before I shoot, you have to watch the target because the target looks beat up. Oh God! So it was one of those, and they were like, you know, Russell's like, yeah, yeah I got it. He's like, you know. He's like, I'm going to lift my binoculars as soon as you draw back. Okay, cool. So I drew back, and sure as shit, that fucking arrow went through the 12 outside the back of the target. I, shot, I blew right through it. So whichever. Mm -hmm. And then it so happens we start joking with each other, and not, not even five targets later, Russell <laughs> just looks at me and goes, upper. And I'm like, bro, you could see the hole. I'm going for it. And sure as shit, that, that PS20 threw it, boop, right through this freaking cat target. Anyway. 
But that's like me yesterday with the we had a bore with a big asshole right where the lower twelve was, right. and we're shooting IBO at this at this club, mm-hmm. and it's just a club shoot, so you know means nothing. Right. And you know the way they do the way they do it there was basically it's two arrows per per target. Right. <laughs> so Rex gets up there and he goes to take a shot. He goes, I had just hit just above the hole, and I just and as he's drawn back, I'm like, that's what she said. Just. <laughs> <laughs> and it went through his ear, went, you know, went skated by a bunch of people's heads, except for this one girl who's just there with her boyfriend going, nice. just starts cracking. I'm like, she got it. That's it. That's I how like it's gotta you. be. <laughs> That's it. You know, you know where it is. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. But I, I don't know. It's, it's like some of the stuff when it comes to following the rules, some people want to, I don't know if the, if this is the right way to put it, but a lot either of either find just, the gray the gray area where they they get the win out of it. No, it's not even that. I, I think a lot it. of the people when they comes to shooting like club shoots or even ASA, a lot of mm-hmm. people think they can just sit at novice for a fucking lifetime. You know, and it's like even for me, you know, today for the last two shoots, matter of fact, since I've been feeling better. Um, I haven't been, been bringing the perform out. I've been running my EVL 32 and I'm still going, I'm not running bow hunter class or none of that shit. I, I ran known 40 before I'm going to keep on running known 40 cause I can shoot it. I know, I mean, granted I have my bow sighted to about 120, so I'm fine at shooting this damn thing. Um, mm-hmm. so it's, and it's also, you know, I get the typical questions. You sure you want to shoot known 40? Yes. You know, you have to lock your, yeah, I'm not, you know, if I'm sure I don't want to shoot bow hunter, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure I have a slider sight. I don't have a 12 inch stab on the front. I have a 15, you know, um, I have a lens in it. So, and granted, it you're, is out my, of, you're, you're already technically out. Right. Just yeah, yeah, the bow. yeah, exactly. So, and I was like, no, I have a number two lens in it. This is my hunting bow and I have everything pretty much oversized and whatnot. Um, no, you know, I'm going to shoot known 40 because i like shooting distance whatever i mean granted i could have probably shut yeah. i could shoot the 50 class all goddamn day long and be fine um so i you know it, it's just so strange how even like some of the people they just don't don't want to go to the next level they always want to stay at like the novice thing to me like boat not to knock bow hunter because i know a lot of the guys pin gap shoot and or they do the, I'm going to shoot. There's still them. skill in the pin gap shooting. Yeah, there, there, there's definitely skill. But there's also the guys who, I, sh- I shouldn't say cheat. They know how to work the system. Because you can say, all right, I want to shoot bow hunter. Yes, you're going to shoot a five pin fixed, you know, five pin tar, um, sight. Fixed pins, blah, 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 blah. That arrow is 600 fucking grains. So they got a pin for 20, 25, 30. The, the fucking gaps are nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's 23. Now they're shooting through a fucking slice of paper between their 20 and their 25 yard pin. So they know they, it's literally like, I want to aim at the 12. Okay. My 20 goes on the top of the 12. My 25 goes on the bottom of the 12 and I'm going to murder it. You know, um, I've seen like things like that, but I mean, still they're following the rules. They just know yep. how to work the system. They're staying in the rules. And, and that's what it comes down to. in a lot of these classes, it's like they kind of jumble. They kind of jumble. Unfortunately, this is where I defend trad. They have too many versions of tr- of classes right. shoved in the general consumption of trad archery. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
It does. It needs to be broken and, down better. I agree with that. You know, and that's that. That's where I do understand the bitch. I do understand. I feel for feel feel for him, but unfortunately, the rules are the rules. The guy who's out there with a friggin' metal riser, carbon fiber limbs, and you know all the the top of the line shit, still still classifying the boat as a trad. He gonna fucking murder you. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, but there's He's also things murder in the that competition. Thing, even when it comes to that, I mean, there's still like rules within that that they have to like abide by. Like you could have all the spells no and whistles. string walking. Well, no, no string walking, um, no fucking plungers. plungers, and no, you know, no like AAE. And, and, and most trad is, and all trad is unknown, so they can't know the distances either. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is a so, hard part of hard part of shooting. Oh, that's hard enough as it is. Yes, I agree. So, I do. Like I said, I just do. I do feel for him, but come on, don't bitch about it because unfortunately, you're bitching at the wrong person when it come comes to it. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 I think that's the other thing is, and taking it out on us because yeah, of it. Right, they're taking it out on you guys. Meanwhile, you guys didn't make the rule up for that division. And no matter what you do, a lot of these shoots, they're going to want one, depending on if it's 25 targets, 20 targets, whatever it may be, they're going to want 10% close to that max yardage, at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had, out of 30 targets, I think um, there was five at max. Right. The rest were 25 and under. Right, right. And so then here they at, push least, at least five of them were under 20. Mm-hmm. Like here, they'll push it. They'll, you know, because they know, like, okay, forty. I think you're allowed to go to like forty three or something for known forty. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. have that's the tolerance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we're that's guaranteed to have one at forty two, one at forty one, a bunch at like thirty seven, and then they'll they'll mm-hmm. give a curveball the one that's like twenty three. <laughs> you know, and it's stuck between two really fucked up trees, and there's a branch hanging, which I shot through the branch and still hit a ten. So. <laughs> Um, hey, we set up the course. We've been putting um, shit behind trees, and, that, and we're looking at it like from my stake or you know the further out stake. As long as you can see that whole eight ring, even though you have two trees side by side, yeah, hugging yeah. that eight line, mm-hmm. well, it's legal. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I agree. We just make sure every, we, the main thing is is the quarry. Nope, it's straight. Cool. See, I, think, I think that's another thing, too, that a lot of people complain about when it comes to club shoots and stuff like that is that they see a- ASA rules and they see, especially the shit you see online on T, you know, with uh, Cam and um, like Bow Junking doing the videos, the pristine lanes, nothing is blocking the target. No, no, nope, yeah, no. No, you know, people are getting kind of that's bored what, with that that's shit. That's one thing that our ASA president was so happy to see is we use the foliage, we use the trees, we use, you know, the ground in many different ways where most of the club shoots that are, you know, most of the ASH shoots here in Florida are pristine lanes, right. pristine, 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 you know, nothing in the way, no blockage, no, it, and she was like, this is how, she, I love how this is set up, this is beautiful, this is challenging, this is, you know, not right. what you typically get. A lot of these people don't want the challenge. They want to go to a clean shoot, a clean, boring. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's the best way to describe well, it. A clean, boring, boring ass boring. event. No, 
you know, no. and I'm not, and, and I'll tell you right now. And you, when you finally come down and you see how I set up a range, you'll be like, yeah, this is fun. That's fine. Yeah, little, I'm, I'm, oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that. We'll be down there this summer. A 50 yard turkey is a bastard, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is for sure. But you know, I will do it. I know. I, know. I put a I put on that the last 3D shoe we had that sucker at 40 yards, and people were like, mother, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At no. least the sun's on your back. <laughs> yeah, like that's gonna make a difference. <laughs> Florida, East Coast, Southern Florida, you're gonna fry no matter what. So I'm like, oh, let's get in the shade. It's still like 96 over there. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, that's, I, I enjoy the challenge of, of shit. I mean, you know that you, you've shot with me a hundred times before. Oh, yeah. um, I like, like even today, you know, I got uh, today. Last week was Tab's event, which was really good. Me, me and Arthur shot out there and it was, that was a good old time. Today was Kiwi's event. And you know, it's a, they were both Western Carolina events, so the course has to be rough. Yeah. It's got to be hills, and it's got to be this. But like last week at Kiwi, no, last week at um, Tab, it was good. It was great. It was the shots were challenging. You know, the placement was good. A bunch of vitals between two trees and quartering away shots and whatnot like that. But. Like the, the the footing and everything was perfect. Like no matter what you did, if you were standing at the stake in front, just in front of it, just behind it, you had great footing. Someone at Kiwi today's got jokes because <laughs> I want to say eight of the twenty five. It was like, should I just stand on this fucking root? Like, just Captain Morgan, this motherfucker, because I can't get both feet on the ground. There is no way to balance your <laughs> lower half of your and, body. And that's so funny. We, uh, I was talking with a guy yesterday at Indian River, and he saw this guy with a very wide stance. He's like, not for nothing. Yeah, you're going to hit shit. But if you don't train yourself to be used to a solid, straight stance where your feet are damn near next to each other, you can get to a course where you have trained like that, where you're basically having to sit on a section of two feet. Right. To where only you can put your feet together and you're not used to shooting that way, you're going to have problems. Oh, yeah, I agree. Well, I you know, you go agree. to attack event, you know, for a fact, that attack event, you're, yeah, you're Captain Morgan all day long. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were had you like standing on the edge of rocks. Um, a bunch of them, the pegs were actually on top of tree stumps. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, it didn't, I don't know. I, I love tack. <laughs> that event is great. <laughs> So, but you know, that's what it is. You oh, know? Yeah. And then the other, the other bitch I got was, um, from the same guy, you know, um, basically ASA's rules are teaching unethical shots. Yeah. But that, that, that's a nonsense statement in itself. I hate to say it because you hear it from I, everybody. Well, we I, say it all the time. It's like not for nothing. An ethical shot is depends on the archer themselves right it comes down to what is their median distance that they're used to shooting and consistently shooting at accurately right that's exactly. your that's where your ethical shot will come into because you i know you could friggin' nail something at 80 yards in a kill zone oh yeah no problem mm -hmm. consistently oh yeah now a trad archer okay maybe only 20 yards on a regular, on, a, on an effective range, but 
that also comes down to the trad archer. I've seen trad archers who can rail at 40 all day long. Like, good. yeah, you know, no, that's, you know, I think that's the problem too. It is... comes, it, it varies per person. What an ethical shot should be. Yes. I, I, not, I absolutely agree on that. hundred percent agree. Not there's a standard rule. This is what an ethical shot is. This is it's only ethical at this distance at all times. Mm-hmm. Okay. You tell that to Cam Haynes, Judd Dudley, Levi Morgan with an ethical shot distances and they're going to laugh at you. Oh yeah. 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 They will laugh. Well, see, like, that's what I, I mean. I think a lot of the, I shouldn't say a lot of the trad community. I mean, because I shoot with one of the best trad archers that I've ever met in my life um, on a constant basis. And he just, his scores are retarded. Um, yeah. I don't think a lot of them will, will go beyond that nice and comfortable zone, that 15 to 20. Mm-hmm. And where you see a lot of the guys like, you know, Aaron Snyder is a fucking gnarly ass, you know, triad hunter and a absolutely fucking insane compound hunter, but he's gotten on the, you know, the struggle stick fucking train. Yeah. Um, and I, I you know, and he said it in one of his videos, and I, I believe he was absolutely correct, is where a lot of the guys in trad, they say, okay, I'm consistent in this zone, even when it's shooting, when it comes to shooting 3D, and they don't want to break that. <laughs> Where they know no matter what they're doing, if they look at the core of a 3D target, they can tell if it's between 15 and let's say 22 all day long. And anything beyond that, they don't want to try. Because that's when, I think he explained it like, that's when you start to see the arrow shaft in your view. And mm-hmm. a lot of them don't get to the point where they learn where their point on hit is. Where they can literally aim with the point of the arrow and that's where it's going to strike. And where I think in a lot of cases depending on the poundage like guys that are going to shoot 50 pounds or something like that i believe it's like normally it's somewhere around like 38 yards give or take depending on their draw length and how much speed they got behind the arrow um i'm sure with arthur's draw length because he's a fucking beast it's probably probably like like 45 or some stupid shit he likes to build heavy (laughs) arrows so it may still be somewhere around that hovering that 40 zone yeah, um, you build the heaviest area with the pound she throws. Shit. Oh, matter. yeah. Especially with his bear. When he pulls back that 72-pound freaking bear recurve that he has, that thing is mm-hmm. an app. You hear that thing go off. It's not like a fucking missile is getting launched. You're like, holy shit. You know. Granted, he is running right now. Death storm a, guys are having flashbacks. Oh, God, this guy's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm serious. It's crazy. Um, Like, right now, the bow he's been running the last two weeks is a, uh, a hortatory. I mean, he's notorious for running hordes but he's got the, yeah. the tiny riser he's got the 17 Ooh. and he is like first two times out with it i mean just just absolutely hammering shit especially last week like this week we, we were busting his chops today about it because he's got the exceed and he's got the satori and he's got the bears and you know it's like the fucking kmart isle of bows that he has when it comes to trad stuff um is Kmart even around? No, it, no. That's a good example. Okay, yeah, sorry. Whatever. Walmart. Um, you know, it, it, but I mean, in the first two outings with this bow, his scores are, he thinks are bad sometimes. And meanwhile, he's like, oh, look, he's in first. <laughs> you know, but I mean, he, he's. Hey, but that's, that's him pushing himself, thinking that, you know, I could do better. Yeah. Even though yeah, he yeah. ends him first, he's like, eh, well, I still, you know, killed it, but. Yeah. No, he wants to, he, he, you know, that's where a lot of archers 
get comfortable. They they're comfortable knowing that you know they're gonna they're gonna come in first regardless, and they don't push themselves. Sounds like Arthur is still trying to push himself to get better, get more consistent, take yeah, shit they, further like, out. People today would if people would have got his score from today, they would be doing backflips for trad oh, guys, God. and he's like, <sighs> I'm like, bro. <laughs> you still fucking it's still a good score you know it's like when i won um our qualifier for my class i only i think it was a 306 right i'm like yeah i could have done better oh, i'm not yeah. saying i couldn't mm-hmm. we put up a tough course and you know i i ended up winning by four points against the guys who were in my class and it's just like it's the luck of the, it's the luck of the course you know and oh, then obviously at Indian River this last weekend, you know, or yesterday, you know, we shot IBO and I freaking ended up 36, 32 up. I'm like, I'll take that. Right. That's yeah. a confidence builder right there. Yeah. Especially <laughs> IBO shoots. Oh my God. I mean, that dude, what is my, if anyone hears that in the background, my kid, I mean, like I said, I'm in my garage and you could literally hear my daughter screaming from the backyard through the house and into the garage. I can't hear her. Oh, thank God. So, so if anyone does happen to hear that, no, they're not getting beaten. They're having fun with each other. But yeah, you could, so. now I can hear Anthony laughing. Anyway, <laughs> so. Uh, so uh, what else do we have coming up? Uh, what have you been doing with your bow? What have I been doing with my bow? Let's see. What has been going on? Before I get into my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mine's nice and short compared to yours. Shit. Um, what's been going on with the perform? For the most part, it's sitting in its case. <laughs> For the most part. Um, I did change a couple things around on it. I now have the 35 to 30 millimeter reducer ring on the Bowfinger scope, which I really, really like because it kind of let, adds that, um, what's it called? The, the Spot Hog MRT, yeah, Spot Hog MRT style ring with the multiple rings so it makes it like really like you could definitely tell you're aligning the pin mm-hmm. um so that really came in handy i mean definitely helps me with alignment tell me where the scope needs to be and whatnot uh let's see i also changed out the peep i'm still running the specialty archery hooded peep i did not realize that i had a 37 degree peep in a bow that is at 46 degrees so I took that one out. Yikes. I got, yeah, exactly. I got a 45 peep in it and, you know, installed all that stuff. And it actually immediately enabled me to go from, uh, shit, how does the CBE work? I think the farthest out one is, is one and then six is the closest. I think that's how it is. I don't, I don't remember. It, it pretty much just stays on the bow. Um, I'm, I'm actually second from the from having it all the way in now because I no longer have an oblong image anymore. Like before, I used to. Look, I, I don't know how I didn't process it in my fucking brain, where it's like, <laughs> oh look, I have air on the right side of the scope, I have air on the left side of the scope, and for some reason, the top and bottom are really, really fucking tight. I'm looking at an egg, why? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It never <laughs> just clicked in my brain like this. I didn't, stupid. I didn't know these things came in oval. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's exactly how I felt. I felt like a fucking moron. Um. So yeah, that's on there now. I got the Zebros light now for the scope. And that's pretty much about it. I mean, I already I think I already said, yeah, when me and you did it, I already had the Trinity on the bow. Yeah. 
So pretty much it's just been arrows that are still the same, still running PS26s, um, still pretty much running the same stabilizer weight. Scope has moved in farther, which allowed me to go, I think, up one more or two more sight tapes in speed because the, the sight tapes get faster the closer you bring the scope because you need a lot less movement. Um, and that's about it, really. I mean, the bow has been doing the same thing. It just, it's still very consistent. It's just the, the weight of the bow just kills me for the most part. Yeah. So, but that's about it for me. What about you? Uh, everything. No, I didn't do everything. But no, damn I, I, I finally got rid of that friggin' tennis tape and went with the Bowmark tape. And oh my God, I, I see why people are loving this shit. You know, it's like putting your hand back on the riser and getting that solid feel instead of the squishiness of any kind of racket tape you th throw on there. Squishiness? This, hockey. You had a fucking pillow. I had a pillow. fucking pillow, I know. You had a pillow. <laughs> so, but having that solid riser now is just like, ooh. And that, and it doesn't move. You know, down here right. in Florida, I'm get, I, my hands get clammy because of the humidity and the heat. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't slide, doesn't move. As soon as I set that my grip on there and I start pulling, I'm not sliding. Right. I'm not shifting, nothing. It just but um and then uh finally added a shrewd atlas V bar mount. So that way I had adjustability because I had a static, you know, um V bar mount on there. Yeah, you pretty so, much had one that would be on a trad bow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it works. Oh yeah, it works great. But you don't. Use, it's not adjustable. It's just like no, it's whatever angle that bottom curve of your rises on. That's the angle it's sitting at. Yeah. So you know, I did that, and then today was the fun day. Um, you also you changed your rear stabilizers. Oh, I, I run with sticks all the time. What are you talking yes, about? No, but you didn't have. Yeah, I just finally get the shorter ones. Yes. So now it's all sure. wake stick again. The thinner Instead ones. He's, he now has Rev fat, 2 target oh, for stats. Shrewd bars. Yeah, you were running the fat-ass shrewd bars that were actually bigger than the wick stick bar, which made no sense. And now you have uh, two rear Rev 2 edition uh, target stabs from wick sticks in that glorious purple. Gotta have purple. What are you talking about? What? But today I put on a new set of thread strings. Uh -huh. And that was fun today because this is the first time you, normally I just give my strings to Don and Don, you know, just does it and calls it a day. And, you know, and then I go and do what I got to do today. I was just like, no, I'm pulling out the press. I want to do it. You just talk me through it. Right. You know, if I, you know, from D loop to putting the strings on to tying in the peep, you know, step by step, I got to do it though. Right. So, you know, um, that remember that D loop cord I had? Yeah, yeah. When I came up there, you're like, that's really thin. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's really fucking good. Okay. Because it takes out any um, torque. Because the stiffer one that we normally use right. has no play. But that D loop that I put, I'm using now, it has no, you know, I can't torque from my shot. Okay, good. Because it's got that, it's got that play, but it's fucking strong as shit. Okay. So I can't remember the name of the, the exact strand of it, but it, it, dude, I'm not for nothing. It's just like, woo. but, um, so I did all that today, got it locked down the limbs, 
got it, gave it the first test fire. I was like, all right, let's see how, how what speed is through through the chrono. I was like, 297. I'm illegal. <laughs> yep, illegal on the first arrow. <laughs> I'm illegal as shit. Even though there was no peep, no nothing on there yet, because we know the peep's going to slow down the string a little bit, but not that much. Oh, yeah. I was like, uh, hmm, what do I do? What do I do? I could add point weight to the, to the arrows and get more FOC. I was like, I'm not dealing with that because I have to go through a whole new set of points, da, 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 weights, whatever have you. And I was just like, fuck it. We'll just turn down the limp, take some turns out of the limbs and call it a day. So I got it after... Before I put the peep in, we got everything. We turned it down to 284 through the chrono. And then we I got the peep on and shot a few more times. Now she's sitting about 280. So I'm fully legal with room to wiggle. Right. So as shooting the bow, I'm sure it's going to get, might end up picking up some speed because once on the string stretch or a long gate or how they you don't know, stretch bro the rule you know angel just but, was just just fucking had a little shiver like he said fucking stretch <laughs> as soon as they settle and elongate um and get in and get in you know that they should be i should pick up a little back up some of my speed right. if not i'll just go well, she keeps sitting right here. Quarter turn, quarter turn. Okay, it's closer. Well, now you have some room to adjust. You could literally like just yeah, shoot it through a chronograph. Okay, so the day I sighted it in, it was at 280. Yeah. Oh, strings elongated a bit. I can just squeak, shoot it through the chrono. We're back at 280. Side tape's still good. Bye. But when I set the peep, this time I set it for to where, you know, this is where Angel will be happy. I set it for my median, 30 yards. Yeah. You know, got a good shot on it. You know, it was about, you know, I'm a, I'm aiming on the target at 30. I shot about two inches above it. I'm like consistently two inches above it, two inches above. Okay, that's where we'll leave the peep then. And then okay. that's when I did the full tie-in. And then now, now, um, of course, the day ended for me. So I was like, okay, got majority of the work done. Now it's a matter of walk back tune and fully sight in okay. and shoot, shoot those strings in a little bit more and get them settled. So, so that's what I'll be doing next weekend. You're trying to get that. Get, get as many shots months, as possible. Get, got, it, get it settled in. Yeah, I got two months till I got two months until state. So yeah. All right. That works. Uh, I figured today would be the perfect day. If I didn't get strings on now, I'd have to wait until state until after state. And I was like, mm. I have a few phrase on those strings. That's yeah, I'm I'm risking something if I did it. Right. That is so true. I figured get it done, get it done now. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, I know both of my bows, the EVL and the uh, the performer are gonna need new strings this year. Hopefully, I can get that done here soon, especially on the EVL because I'm just having way too much fun shooting that thing right now. Um, and I mean, like, I'm shooting it a lot. I think this week alone, I probably well, shot it. Well, I told it you when times. I was up there, if you didn't want to shoot your perform, go ahead and shoot your EVL. I mean, it's not going to make a lick of difference. It's more comfortable for you right now because of your back and shoulder at the time. Yeah, and yeah. And well, my shoulder's been doing good. My shoulder has been doing, you know, much, much better. I've been doing all the damn exercises, getting the strength back up, and um, 
it's really not the shoulder anymore. It just, it's, uh, the, the way my back feels like one minute I'm fine. And the next minute, if, if I leave my right foot on the ground, as I turn, I'll get stabbing pains up my, up and down my leg into my lower back, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that is, you know, if I'm holding something, I do it and I can, it, as strange as it is, it is, is that the, the, the actual mass weight of the bows right now, you wouldn't think it would be like a, a big difference, like, you know, between the, the EVO with the HHA and the fucking bar and all that nifty shit's on there. Yep. Um, but the perform, it, it just right now it feels so much heavier that, um, like I don't know, I don't know how to explain. It. Like it almost feels like it's forcing me to tilt forward. Like, like but I, I shot the perform, I think last week. Took mm-hmm. it outside. I was like, ah, you know, I, I, I gotta see if make sure everything else is good. Make sure I got the pin in the right spot for the for the zebra's light and all that shit. And I'm, I'm out there shooting it. Pin's nice and bright. Everything's good. And every shot. I felt that as I went and, you know, the bow went off, I felt the bow just like want to like fucking go right to the ground. And I'm like, my shoulder doesn't hurt. And it wasn't even my shoulder. It was the fact that I'm so conscious of how much weight I'm putting on my right leg. I feel myself tip forward. And it was literally me trying to keep so much weight on my front leg that, you know, um, I'm like floating on my toes on my left foot. And that bow is literally just, as it fires, it yanks me over. So every arrow was dipping right underneath where I was aiming. So it became a real pain in the ass. And then I decided, let me take the EVL out. You know, fucking sure as shit. This bow's like four pounds lighter, I believe. I mean, yeah. I'm, I am only running three ounces on a 15-inch wick sticks on the front. So it ain't got jack shit for weight on it besides of that monstrous HHA uh, scope. Yeah. Um. But the, the the bow is ridiculously heavy. It's pro- I would say the perform is probably it. It's got to be damn near four pounds heavier. And for something that's not like uh, four pounds ain't fucking heavy. But for some no. reason, when that bitch tries to do something, it just pulls me over with it. So. You know, I've been doing all the f- more rehab exercises, blah, blah. It's like I get one part of my body fixed, and the other side, another section of my body is like, old fucker, let's get fucked up. And, you know, so now I'm trying oh, to Oh, it's like on me spine. on Friday, dude. I, you know, loaded my truck. I tweaked my back just a hair. And I've been kind of like, mm, all weekend long. Mm-hmm. So me going out to the range yesterday and shooting that course, you know, it was like it was trying getting my stuff because I couldn't bend down like I want to. and pull arrows oh yeah but but through you know through my little back support on dude i was just hammering shit i was like yeah 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 you know, that's the thing that makes me laugh too is like okay yeah because yeah i know they were making like a big deal on one of the uh you better when i'm hurt yeah well there were <laughs> like there were people making a big deal like people were saying um there was an asa shoot uh, a professional one with uh jack dan mccarthy and all of them and they were saying, oh, you know, you could see Dan's face when the shot goes off. He gets that stabbing feeling in his back. Yeah, I guess he had a pulled muscle in his back. People yeah. like, oh, uh, whatever. You know, he's got a pulled muscle, blah, 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 blah. 
You know how fucking impressive it is that that motherfucker walked all over everybody with a knot in his spine when you use back tension to fire a goddamn bow? It's like, that, to me personally, I mean, granted, it's not in the same area. They said he had it in like his upper back, you know, like rib cage area, I, I believe is what they were talking about. I have it right above my pelvis. Um, so I, I don't think people understand exactly how like impressive that is, that the dude is literally in pain every time it goes off. And, you know, and he was still just, I'm just going to drop 12. Fuck you, bitches. I'm just going to stomp everybody, you know. So I, I don't know. It, it's just you got to try and push through it. And that's why, you know, guys like Dan, when you just watch him go to these events and you could I mean, when you watch the, uh, the bow go off in his hand and you've seen him like squint like, oh, there's the pain. He found it again. Oh, let's go to target 16. And there it is again, you know, <laughs> over and over and over. Every shot that he made during the shoot down, you've seen that grimace look on his face like, oh, God, you know, and it's just it's it just gnarly impressive that a dude, you know knowing he's fucked up, is still going to go out there, do what the fuck he has to do, and still is able to win. It's just, it's, it's so impressive. Yikes. Eh, it is what it is. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what's the other conversation we were talking about? Oh, Lancaster. Yeah. What was our problems with Lancaster recently? Shipping. Yeah. Shipping. Lot, lots. You know, well, I shouldn't say Shipping. Lack of it's shipping. Not, it's not so much on them. No. And no, the not. fact that everybody's out of every fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. Lancaster is a retailer, and so the gripe that we have when we're joking about saying shipping, it's really not on them. It's every company in fucking Archer saying, look, we got the new hotness. All right, cool. Lancaster's usually one of the big companies to get everything first. Hey, everyone buys there. Right. They distribute to all the pro shops and all that nifty shit, and then the supplier can't get any fucking more of them. But and we'll still you take have, your orders. Right. That, 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 right. That's the part I have a gripe <laughs> with with Lancaster. That, 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 that's, that where the I, that's the problem I have right now. I can understand taking your orders or something they're saying, you know, at least give us an estimated time frame. Right. If you're going to take my order. Mm-hmm. And I'm still going to pay you. But just as they're going to, when they come in stock, don't know when. Right. Should right. be there. Yeah. No, You'll it, get it, it first. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I think to me, it's still a lot of these companies are, and it, it, I mean, granted, shit rolls downhill. So, of course, everyone's going to give Lancaster shit because if you look at the website, it, you feel like every other thing you look at shows currently out of stock, but you could order it and we'll put you on a list. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I'm on another list somewhere to fuck else. Wonderful. And, and there's some, sh- some, um, some sites that actually have what Lancaster's are temporarily out of stock, but they still have in stock in, on their on their main website. So hypothetically, like Shrewd, right? Let's go with you know. I, 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 there's a someone made, made a comment to me about this one. The one that Shrewd Stools is still available to purchase and should be you know and right out the door through their website, right? It's currently constantly on back order through Lancaster. Right, right. So it's well, like I mean, I think a lot of cases when it comes to like that, where where you can order directly from the manufacturer, they're gonna keep a specific amount of number in stock for themselves, mm-hmm. and then use the outsourcing people, which I think is not a bad idea. But when you're a company that only sells either you know direct to buyer. Or not the direct, direct to pro direct shop. To, yeah, like yep. you're, you know, you're the manufacturer and you're selling to the the, the, the actual dealers. 
like m- most uh, like releases and uh, what else? I know releases. Most releases, releases are a big thing right now. Arrow Rest is, is another problem. Um, I've seen a couple companies having you know where it says their stabilizers. Yeah, bow vices. Yes. Yeah. 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 Anything. Anything to fix your shit. You, you're on back order for that shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Oh, hell, I've even seen strings say that. Not. Not. I shouldn't say that. Comes not down strings. To the brand. The Comes actual, down to the brand. No. 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 That's not what I'm talking about. That's why I fucked up saying strings. I'm not saying like, oh, I need strings for my EVL32. I'm talking like X452, X454. They can't oh, get that the- string. The to material. make the actual art the strings we use, right? They can't get the actual material string. So, and you, you see those back ordered. And, it, and it, I don't know, man. I feel like in a lot of cases right now, everyone in the entire world and business knows exactly what the fuck is going on with the supply chain. Everybody fucking knows. Stop releasing new shit when you can't get it to fucking market. Yeah. Or, or, or at least don't release it unless you know you have quite a big stockpile to blow through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Not, I agree. Oh, we got 500 releases. We're going to release today. This is the new hotness. Yeah. Sold out in one day. Oh, you need people like who work for Carter? Gonna, no way. We're not, we're not going to give them for six, another six months. Right. Yeah. That's called Carter's way. That's the way Carter works with their releases. Like, oh, look, the knock-on. We made 500. Gone. Yeah. Anything knock-on nowadays gets sold in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, two hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm giving them benefit of the doubt. But that's with a lot of products, too, not just archery stuff. Mm-hmm. But it does get annoying. It does. It, it actually absolutely does. You know, it's like even me with my EVL. I'm like, ooh. I, I'm, I really am contemplating buying the, the knock-on UltraView grip just to try it. I mean, it's 50 bucks, whatever. It's really not that bad. Um, I think it should probably, well, see, I, can't, I shouldn't say I think it should because I haven't had one yet. Um, to me, it just seems like a lot I, of materials fucking missing. <laughs> I've heard a few good things about it. So, yeah, yeah. So have I, that's what makes me want to try it because they're like, Oh, you unfortunately know. it does me no good. <laughs> no, 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 it doesn't. No. no, it only does good for people who have the new hotness. Yeah. Well, <laughs> any, does any it work on a citation? Books? Citation, uh, citation can take it. The oh. super, RTX can take it. Anything of this new line that just hit out, hmm. I believe can take it. Cause I, um, we have a pro archer down here, Scott Pollock. He shoots for PSE and he's got it on, I believe his, um, citation. Right. So Joe saw it and, you know, was talking to him about it. He goes, dude, this is, this took out my left and rights. It's, it's solid. And Joe, I uh, was like, fuck, I need to get one. <laughs> you can't have it, son. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on back order. Old and busted. Can't. No, no, no it shows on Ultraview's I'm, website. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm I was just, about to say it does show. It's in stock on Ultraview's site. But I, I don't. Yeah, I think that is a big problem though. Right now is just the uh, we're gonna make something. It's new for this year, and then we can't get it out. Or someone in the financial department because they always do this shit. You know. Oh, we need to have this many ready. And the estimate, the estimate is so far off. So low. Yeah, it's yeah. low. The number is too low. Yeah, for in a, lot, in a lot of cases. And I would say that also that's probably very dependent on the company that produces the product. Because um, mm-hmm. we saw it recently as a gamer with the new systems. Yes, yes, yes. 
you know, the newer systems were the same problem. They're they getting the chipsets and all that shit for, to make these systems and get them out. There was a shortage, but everyone wants the new hotness again, relating right. back to archery. It's the same thing. Getting components is the problem. It's is somewhat the problem, the main problem for this shit. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I definitely agree. And, I don't know. I don't know what the, the archery industry, and where they're getting them. I have no idea. Yeah, see, I don't know <laughs> what the archery industry can do to fix this or relieve the problem. You know, I, you know. I mean, everyone is so fixated. I'm sorry, there's a plastic bag apparently rolling across my garage floor here. Um, I don't know how the archery community, the archery manufacturers, can fix it because I know everyone is up on that. Oh, every year, every year, every year. Granted, a lot of the accessory companies, it's not every year. You know, you'll have a lot of releases where the same release will be produced for two, three years, whatever. And they make a shit ton at first, but it never seems to be out of stock. And mm-hmm. right now it's like, okay, we made the releases and in one day they're all gone. Mm-hmm. And then you don't see them again for fucking a, a whole quarter, a whole business quarter of the year. And you're just like, hmm, someone in the finance department needs to get fired. You didn't expect this to happen. And don't get me wrong. I understand, you know, we're, we're coming out of the end of a pandemic. Um, we're coming out, you know, with gas prices going way to fuck up. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in, we're, we're in kind of a, I don't, I don't know what, what the right word is. Fucked up situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're fucked. You know, it's bad enough when I have to fill my work truck every day and I'm blowing over a hundred dollars every day. And it's just, I'm like, they got to stop my money. <laughs> no. Oh, it's oh, just be glad it's not diesel. Diesel's like a dollar more, dollar fifty more a gallon almost here. I, I know. Fuck that. But it's just it's it's stuff like that. It's like holy shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, some people I see are already complaining. Oh well, prices are going up. You expect them not to? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think see a lot of people don't understand that. I really don't want to get into politics. I mean, it, it, it all comes down to no matter what you do, if you put restrictions on something, shit's going to cost more. That's all fucking, all of this shit, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Let's just leave it at that. Stay on target. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I could go on a fucking, the fact that I work in the shipping industry, I can absolutely mind fuck people when they're like, oh, this doesn't cause that. Shut the fuck up. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I receive an order for like 7,000 gallons of diesel a day. <laughs> so Jesus Christ. You, you can fuck right off with that restriction didn't cause that. All right. <laughs> so. so. So, yeah. So what was the other note? Uh, upcoming events. Do you have anything you got looking forward to? I regrettably have to miss one this weekend, which really freaking sucks. But that's all right. Family shit calls, so I have to go take care of it. But Salute River Archery is hosting an event this weekend. Actually, it is a two-day event. I believe Saturday is the Baker Circuit, which is the amateur, um, pretty much win money fucking event, which is really cool. Baker's actually a very, very cool guy who puts on you know, all these events. And you pretty much, you know, get your registry fee. And there's, uh, depending on how many register, and, you know, you, you can cash prize. Yep. Um, Saturday, he's salute is oh, not Saturday. Sunday, salute is doing the their circuit shoot because now they are doing multiple events a year, which is awesome. 
Good. But I will not be able to be there because I will be in Myrtle taking care of family shit. So, Goddamn Myrtle Beach. That's right. Yeah, Myrtle Beach. <laughs> go, you get to go down to Myrtle Beach for a weekend. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's other events coming up. I know that, like, next month, is, I believe, there's another event at Tab, another event at Kiwi. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely want to try to make it to um, Western Carolina Bow Hunters out in Hendersonville. Um, I don't know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just having fun doing some of these shoots in this local area. The more and more I learn about the upstate, the more I like it. So, yep. you know. Yeah, my next, uh, our next shoot that we have is on the 11th and 12th of June. So, I'll be setting that up. Hopefully, I got my bow somewhat ready for fuck around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like I said, I don't have to worry about any major competitions until state really i mean there are some but i'm not my bow won't be ready for any of them and state is i believe july yeah july 16th and 17th yeah let's see because we're in the end of may right now yeah so let's see where is kiwi there we are so yeah this weekend was kiwi oh actually Am I reading this correctly? Okay, yeah, there we are. So, okay, so next week at Kiwi Bowman down here in South Carolina, there's an S3DA um, event. Salute River Archery is hosting their event, which is also awesome. Let's see, in June, yeah, there's a couple of events in June. We got one. Um, wait, someone, oh, no, okay. So Tab is actually June 18th, and then Kiwi's got one. Oh, Tab's got one in... Wow, there's a lot of them. Holy shit. Damn. You could be a busy fucker if you were... Yeah, June... (laughs) June and July, there's like at least half the month in each one. Two weekends in a row, both times. Wow. Okay, yeah, so I have to try and write this out on a schedule because I suck at this shit. Yeah. This is where Arthur comes in handy with a lot of shit because he was Joe. He was busting my balls about that today. He's like, I tell you when the next shoot is. I'm like, that's right. Because <laughs> I'm just figuring out how to run these damn schedules the way, you know, shoot.org or whatever it's called has it listed up. And it's like, it, nothing's broken down. It's just fucking lines of shit. I'm like, thank God. Arthur's like, oh, are you going there this weekend? Oh, is that where we're going? All right, cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> all right, that's fine. That works for me. We do it on Sunday, whatever. 10 o'clock. All right, cool. All right, all right, man. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, but I don't know. Let's see what else is going on. Oh, oh the only other thing that happened for me, see I, see, I get lucky. Everyone knows I get to deal with two awesome shops here in South Carolina. So I deal with Salute River Archery, who takes care of all of Stephanie's, uh, Matthew's needs, and actually, well, PSE too, but like I said, one of the other ones. I don't know, I don't know what's going on with the funky PSE purchasing nonsense shit. Of who's a PSE dealer anymore, who's not, and what the fuck ever. Um, because a lot, apparently, a PSC. lot of people are. Well, a lot of people are really pissed off with the way they restructured their fucking representative thing. So, I, I, whatever it is, what it is. Um, I do. I get to deal with two fucking awesome ass shops. I get to deal with Salute River Archery, which is normally the shop that I would go to, my home shop, whatever. I buy a lot of arrows from them. I bought. Four bows at this point? Five bows at this point from them? Something like that. Several Matthews and then two, two PSEs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I also had Jeremy and TJ from the Archery Shack make me up a set of strings for the Inertia. 
And needless to say, they did a absolute smashing job on them. They are just phenomenally like flow green and black. Like my shit is all of my stuff is flow green and black. And they're super, super solid strings, speed knocks. You know, they, they really like built these strings to the hill. And um, they're on the bow. I got the bow all tuned. Actually, T, I, I left the bow there with them. TJ did the tune job, I believe. And this thing is just a speed monster right now. It's one of those, I probably need a 500 grain arrow no matter what I'm doing right now at this point. Because my carnivores, which are 300 spine, uh, 300 spine, what the hell are they? 29 inches, 300 spine, 125 grain head. And I believe somehow they show up at like 398 grains or 399. They're light. They're, they're just under 400. And that damn thing did 322 feet a second. So those arrows were humming. I shot my rampages out of them, which are 428, I believe. That one shot 313. Then I put these other arrows through it that I have. Actually, kind of funny. They're actually called Arrow. They're made by Victory. Just if you erase the W off the end and it's still Arrow, whatever. Um, those ones are 458. And I've, it literally took over 450 grains for this bow to become sub 300 feet a second. It was still doing 298 feet a second with a 458 grain arrow. So basically four, almost 460 grains. And it was, it was just, it, it's a monster. Like even in my backyard, I, I mean, you've been here. I got five bag targets now because you brought one also, that Reinhardt one. Those blackout targets, granted, I beat the fucking dog shit out of them all the fucking time. I have to double them now. I have to literally put them. Oh, if I shoot the inertia, even the fat ones, the arrows, whatever, because they're a standard size 19 shaft or whatever. It will. If I only put one, I will blow through it with no problem. I can't shoot my walk on archery uh, Robin square anymore because I blow through that thing with everything I shoot at it now. Um, but yeah, they absolutely built a absolute fantastic set of strings. If anyone hasn't noticed, I'm on kind of like a hell mission to keep my money pretty much if I can locale to where I live. Mm -hmm. So I shop the pro shops where I live. I buy my strings at the, the pro shop that happens to make strings in my area and makes absolutely fantastic strings. Um, even my arrows, like pretty much now I'm like, I only, even though I do have victories here that I play with. Um, I pretty much mainly do shoot Black Eagles. Those are made in Georgia. I mean, um, the Bowfinger stuff made in Tennessee. So I'm, I'm kind of like keeping my money in the Southeast on purpose, you know, especially now with this economy and shit like that. The whole importance of trying to support local should mean a lot to a lot of people. And, uh, and I don't mean for just like me and everyone, like if you live on the fucking West coast, bro, support Hoyt, support fucking Easton, do your thing on that side because those companies are local to you. Like if you're in California, fuck it, start shooting victories. Those motherfuckers are in California. I love my victories. Until someone there grows a fucking brain and says, we ain't paying these fucking California taxes and ditches that state. Anyway. And <laughs> so, move to Texas like everyone else. Either Texas or Tennessee, because apparently mm -hmm. like one of victory's parent or companies. Or Florida. Well, one of, from what I understand, one of Victory's parent companies happens to be Mitsubishi. Oh, shit. And Mitsubishi's hell-bent on moving everything to Tennessee. So I don't know if that's correct, but that was one of the things we were joking around. 
about. And someone's like, oh, did you hear that one of their parent companies is actually like Mitsubishi? I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I guess they won't be in California much longer because Mitsubishi's moving everything. They're following Nissan. Um, you know, it, it's just, you know, try to do what you can. Support local, support all the pro shops, your local friend, local businesses. If you're in the southeast here, if you need strings, you need quality strings, reach out to the guys at Archery Shack. Like I said, Jeremy and TJ are two awesome dudes and the rest of the guys at the shop too. Um, they make banging strings, though. You send your bow in, they set them up, they tune them, they do all that crazy shit. And it, it's worth every damn dollar. Um, definitely going to be having him make me up another set for the EVL and, sure, and the uh, Perform X. Because, I, I don't know, I'm just on a, such a tear with shooting my hunting bows right now. It's like I don't even really think about the Perform X. Yeah. And my plug would be, uh, if you're in South Florida, go to Skull Hill Archery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those guys, Brandon down, Brandon, the guys down there will take care of you. See, that's what I mean. Support your local places. Like even Doug just said, go support those guys down there. If you're in, you know, in, uh... they sell, they sell PSE, Matthew, I believe Matthews and, and Elite. Mm-hmm. So, nice. you know, but. Yeah, support everyone you can, especially local. And especially your local clubs. Yes, especially your damn local clubs. Doug's club down there is doing fantastic. Indian River guys are doing good down there. He Here, okay, wow, I just completely fucked that sentence up. Um, <laughs> here we got, you know, Tab, Kiwi, the the clubs out in Rock Hill, Robin Hood and them, and everybody else. And, you know, the what's the Sun Dune is in Myrtle. Our- our friends in uh, Daytona Archers finally uh, came, got their lease for from the state for their new club because they had to move. Oh, okay, good. So they'll be hopefully be back up and running next next season. So awesome, awesome. That's good. That's good. That's always good to hear. Yeah, yeah. It's great when you see uh, you know clubs either. You know, it's it's bad when you see them club down. Not club. When you see them club close, down. Club yeah, down. When you see them close down, not club down. <laughs> um, but you know, when they get to reopen and come back and you know, new lease as joking as the pun may be, it's got a new lease on life. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's nice to see, you know, because archery is a very tight knit community of people. Um, and a lot of us do like even more in the range, people joke around, support each other, and shit like that, even though we give other people shit. Yeah, and and uh, I'll say this for for instance, in my club, we have a lot of people who are just all for helping out where they can. Like we've had a couple of people buy us new ASA targets for the competition, so that way we can use our old Reinhardt ones and throw them out in the the practice field for them to shoot. Right. See, that's awesome. So it, it helps out a lot that way. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that's fantastic. Saying so, you know. I don't know. I, a lot of people, you, you hear them talk about how the pandemic was good for this, but bad for that, and all that nonsense. And, you know, I'm just glad to see that archery. I know in a lot of cases, you know, supply line, yes. We, you know, we were just bitching about the supply line nonsense. The supply line did take a hit on a lot of the companies and being able to get their products out. But I think it was also a stupid decision to make a product when you can't get the supplies. So it's it's kind of like one hand fucking slaps the shit out of the other. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like lost when it comes to that type of shit. It drives me crazy. <laughs> so 
Other than that, we're, I think we're good. Yeah, I'm, I'm about done. I mean, we'll, I'll be back here. We're going to try and set up some more podcasts. I spoke to uh, Devin Merritt today from Merritt Outdoors, so I'm going to try and get him on the podcast so we can talk shit about archery and whatnot and his uh, adventure through, fuck, I don't even know how many goddamn bows at this point. That dude gets around when it comes to bows, and he's he seems to finally be settled. He's an archery whore. Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah, he's like the rest of he's us. Like, Let me try this. Let me sell that. Let me try this. I'm gonna sell that. He he he, do, he does that with the best of us, like I do. Um, so I'm gonna try and get him on the podcast soon. We're gonna do the episode with Arthur here soon, and then we'll just do some general. Episodes. I want to be there for the Arthur one because I miss that guy. That's fine. <laughs> we we can do the, the the video call or whatever. So. But all right, folks, get out there, go have fun, go shoot. Remember to support all your local people. If you're in South Carolina, you need strings. And stay safe. Hmm? What? And stay safe. Oh, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah whatever. It's archery. Stay safe. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> so, all right. So everybody have fun. We'll talk to you all later.